discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. We got th- a three-dog couch. Three-dog night. No way. Three-dog couch. O'Neal, fading fast. Fading fast. You'll be asleep soon. It's time to rest. We rested all night. We rested so much. It's time to rest. All right. The Baldwin Ace Hardware Fair Bunker Studio is where this show happens each and every day of the work week. My gosh, we're at it again. Fallout from yesterday's describing to you of the NFK incident with, you know, I mean, look at the look on my face. It's always, I, I, I go back and think about this and I'm like, how does this even happen? My God. The, uh, uh, Far-reaching effects of him soiling the pair of pants that he was trying on at the men's warehouse. Not speaking of it, the pants then are tailored. The tailor encounters the surprise and she's like, oh my God. Mortified beyond belief. I get the phone call. That, yeah, there's your brother-in-law had a had an accident. There's and Gary's words. Poor Gary. God, what a trooper that guy is. He said there was an accident, and I know he knew that he had to get extra specific, but he, I'm sure he didn't want to. And the fact that he used the word poop as opposed to feces. He goes, yep, there's, there's, there's poop in there. Yep. There, your brother-in-law had an accident. There was, there's poop. (laughs) I'll never forget where I was. I was was right here and I'm on the phone. I go, there's what? What? I'm like, oh my God. Uh, In a rare moment. The uh, Reddit page got some activity. My Reddit page, which is the least visited spot on Reddit. It is the least visited subreddit on Reddit. This person writes, how in God's name was there not a nuclear blow up blow up in the house from this saga? How much feces can one family tolerate? You know, you're right. You're right. And um, all these little moments are making me just a more patient person. Uh, person. More patient person. I'm not even kidding. Hang on. I got to drink this. This coffee is getting cold quickly, and we just can't have that. Extra strong. Put hair on your wiener. Excuse me. I, I don't know. To me, it, uh, it has, it's just so much wasted energy. And then you, if you freak out and I have freaked out, uh, more than my share. But you always feel bad. You know? You always feel 
Like whenever I yell at Kenny, I always feel bad. It's better to just be patient and calm. Do I always do that? No. Am I happy when I do? Yes. I'm learning. Follow up after that comment. Eric needs to do a best of show with his many poop stories from over the years. The hot zester, shit pants, showering in the hockey locker room. There's too many to count. But, you know, if you think about it, this is kind of like redemption. This is, uh, in a weird way, revenge for the NFK. He was the one in the infamous hot zester story leaving the ballpark and my fart made him puke in the backseat of the minivan with the kids going, Oh no. Oh my God. That fart got to me. That was the guy. This person adds to that previous post. Don't forget about the mismanaged porta potty at the little league game where the game of Thrones book met its demise. Wiping with leaves after creating a dirt road in Honduras. The plunger hand incident. This man has a relationship with feces like Batman has a relationship with the Joker. Follow up to that. Oh my God. Forgot about uh, pages of Game of Thrones to wipe. That is not true. You are combining stories. I did not wipe my ass with pages of game of thrones the book fell into the porta potty and i sat there looking down at it like now what like like i was gonna reach in and get it or something what an idiot i just left the book got a new book i contributed and i wrote it's great to see all these golden oldies stories being written about i am very proud Uh, nothing will ever jumpstart the subreddit. There's been 399 people on it for Actually, there was about 380. And then when the St. Gaslight uh, incident broke, um, allegedly, when the alleged St. Gaslight incident broke is what I meant to say. Uh, then there was some activity and, and a few more people, but it, it pretty much sucks. I also received some email and text correspondence regarding the NFK incident with the pants, which by the way, we had to make another trip back there yesterday because the coat was in. So we had to go there and get, uh, he has to put the coat on. And then they, all right, we're going to shorten the sleeves and all right, take it off. We'll tailor it. Walk in. I, I recognized one of the faces who was there the moment that this, when the shit pants thing took place. And uh, the other people that were there yesterday weren't there, but you know, they all know. I mean, it has spread like wild, uh, wildfire throughout the entire employee base of the, I mean, I'm not just talking there at that store. I mean, this is a nationwide company. I can promise you there's some guy in Albuquerque going, we did what? Huh? 
Uh, just as a reminder, store associates, please make doubly sure that our customers have undergarments on. Adam writes, Adam Balboa, who is dying to get me to watch uh, some show. What's it on? On Paramount or fuck is it on yeah it is on paramount paramount sylvester stallone in king of tulsa i promise i'll watch a damn thing yesterday at 4 17 i got a text from adam about the uh story about the shit pants oh my goodness i just started this show Quote, his pants were full of shit. End quote. I had to stop listening because I was driving and laughing too hard. Then he writes, can you imagine the amount of shit that has gone through your washing machine setup? I hope you don't mix your laundry. In the past, we we didn't. And then... I think perhaps we gave up on that. And I don't know why we did, but I think that's a great reminder that we we shouldn't mix the laundry. Um, he is wearing underwear now. Um, a two-fold plan to keep feces either in the toilet or inside of his body. Uh, wear underwear and appropriately wipe the fact that I had to have a pep talk about how to wipe your asshole with a uh, 63 year old man or however the fucking how fuck old he is is and it is pure laziness I'm too lazy to actually wipe my asshole Right now, Diana's brother who died, who used to take care of him, is in heaven laughing, 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 laughing. But he didn't take care of him like the way I take care of him. Uh, I cannot stand, you know, he can't be like unhealthy. He can't be filthy. He can't be, uh, you know, there there was an extra level of care that was not taking place with at the hands of David. He would only go so far in his care. I will go that far. Except I, I, I said to him, I go, dude, I can't go into the bath. I can't go, hey, you done going poopies? Want me to, it's time to wipe your butt. I'm, I'm not, if you became incapacitated and you were ill and you could not do that and you live in this house, I would do that. I would take care of you. You are not there yet. You are not to that point. Question, how often did his asshole, <clears throat> did his asshole get scrubbed when Davey was alive? Never. He did not do that. 
he didn't bathe. I am not kidding you. For, uh, for the first year living here in this household, he did not bathe. He couldn't. It took me that long to figure out the reason why he doesn't want to take a shower is because he can't. He struggles. I was like, oh, well, all right, no big deal. Now that I realize that, all right. Um, Aaron writes this. The NFK men's warehouse debacle might be the greatest story to ever unfold. And I, you know, I think it's right up there. I knew going in and because that story, you know, as that took place on um, Friday, which it was perfect because had I had to um, tell it the next day, it would have been a little bit different. You have to, it's almost like when gigantic moments happen, you have to let them simmer so that you can kind of process how you want to talk about it. You know what I mean? And, uh, so then we had all day Saturday, all day Sunday. I, I discussed this with, uh, Diana's cousin and, uh, and then here we are Monday yesterday. Uh, someone said to me, God, aren't you worried? Uh, I mean, isn't it, isn't it bad that you're talking about him this way? And I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not, uh, no, no, it's not. It's, it's, this is the trade-off. If you're going to go so far as to be lazy and not wipe your asshole. Okay. And then, uh, put all these people in a terrible situation at the men's warehouse where they're now scanning uh, various garments for uh, shit because you tried on two pairs of pants. Uh, the fucking tailor had to actually use scissors to cut through your turd and where she was mortified. The fo- uh, fucking poor Gary, he's, he's probably uh, about to snap now after having to make that phone call and tell a customer that the pants are full of poop. And then I, what? I had to get that shit. I don't need that. And then I had to go and break it down with the lady at the dry cleaners and explain to her that I've got shit filled pants here. Can you clean them? And she's like, you motherfucker, you you sick son of a bitch. When she, when I said, cause I didn't like say here, take them. I said, will you clean these? She gave me a look like, you know, the way Hannibal from the A-team, whenever he, you know, was presented with a challenge, we'll do it, you know, we'll do this. That's kind of like what she was. She goes, we can clean it. I took it as she was getting a challenge. She was up for it. She goes, we'll do it. And thank you for telling us. I think I followed some type of dry cleaning code by informing them that inside of these pants, there's feces. Um, in addition to Aaron writing the NFK men's warehouse debacle might be the greatest story to ever unfold. He adds, holy shit. I laughed so hard at the story. I actually started to weep. 
What an incredible sequence of events. You better send you better send everyone that fell victim to the NFK's wake of asshole destruction, a giant edible arrangement heavy on the pineapple. Poor Gary. Well, you know, looking back, uh, when we walked into the uh, men's warehouse on the day that we didn't know it was happening, well, the NFK knew it was happening, there was a young lady working there. And uh, she was with another customer. I, in fact, I talked about this. She said, oh, Gary will be right out. He's having a smoke break. A little puff puff, you know. And then the star of the show emerged to help us, Gary. And um, I need to find out what type of smokes that he, that he smokes and get him a couple cartons. I felt so bad about that. Uh, yesterday, the NFK apologized again for lying to my face about the uh, wet wipe usage, which just was not happening. So I think we're getting there now. Will this happen again? Probably. Probably. A- everything you tell the man, he goes back to his old ways. Unless if it involves like maybe threatening his life. He put his mind to uh, quitting drinking. He hasn't drank since. He hasn't drank since. Uh, but I noticed today that the uh, top of the uh, stove, the range top, is covered in salt. Despite me telling him, take your fucking food over to the sink because when he salts it, there's no finesse. He just like is really going to town on the salt shaker and the shit goes everywhere. I have told him a dozen times, stop salting your food over my oven because then your salt goes everywhere and I have to clean it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He'll do it for one day. Goes right back to doing it. If I, uh, and I'm learning in this relationship with my brother-in-law, you have to bring it up. But I get, I feel bad because I'm constant. If I brought everything up, I'm constantly busting his balls. Constantly. Last night I was wiping down this cabinet that had coffee. That had, He pours coffee into a thing and then for some reason it winds up cascading out of the cup and then on, over the edge of the counter and down the side of the cabinet. And then, oh, I'm not going to clean that up. It dries. I clean it up. Last night before he goes to bed, I go, Kevin, this is a disaster. I'm cleaning it. Can you please prepare your coffee in the sink? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, So if I bust his balls on everything, there'd be something every single day. So it's kind of like I have to like pick. I I don't want to be. I bust him on a lot of things, but not all of them. Just so that I don't have, so there's a little bit of like a settling time. That's what I'm, I'm kind of processing this in my brain so that he isn't constantly have me being like, uh, the fucking prison warden putting the screws down on him. You know, you got to pick your spots. At least that's how I think. I don't, you got to live with them. 
I don't want this to turn into adversarial relationship where he uh, is frightened of me or something like that. That's why I have to stay calm. I am thinking big picture here. If I go bananas over taking a shit in pants at the men's warehouse and fucking poor Gary has to make the phone call saying there's poop in the pants. You know, if I'm constantly erupting like a GD volcano, it's going to make life very difficult here. It's a balance. So I'm saving my next, um, Hey, you got to stop doing this card for when, um, his pants or his underwear have smashed wads of shit in them. My God. All right. So glad you are here. You guys are the best. If you're uh, enjoying the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, I have to kick you to this, to the curb. I only give you like the first opening stanza of the show. And then you got to, you got to go about your day. But if you want the rest of it, you have to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane live all one word. And there it is. Just hit the follow button. You'll know when I go live, give yourself a little name there, a little username, and you can contribute to the chat. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Every day I get a couple of people that follow on there. Much appreciated. As always, you can download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. As soon as I get done with this, I'll make the audio available. Uh, Links and whatnot all in the show notes. Including links to um, everything related to the great food giveaway. I promised myself that I would have this ready to go today, but I don't. But I still can. The great food giveaway uh, comes up. Let's see. Christmas Eve falls on a Saturday. Saturday the 24th. So Thursday the 22nd of December is the great food giveaway at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Previous two years, we fed 100 families with a Christmas ham, cans of corn, a bag of potatoes, perfect for mashing, gravy, King's Hawaiian rolls, and a pumpkin pie. We box each of those up individually, People pull up at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid at a set time. We put the food in there. We send them on their way. No questions asked. Previous two years, 100 families. We have a goal. 200 families go big or go home. We got our first donation yesterday from Amy for $50. Thank you. We're just getting started on this. So... I will let you know that the only way to do this is, and I know it sounds kind of weird. Hey, send money on Venmo and PayPal. I get it. I get it. I know. But what we do is we compile all your cash and I provide constantly an update as to how much money is coming in. 
once we're getting set, ready to purchase the food at Meyer, this is what we have in the coffers, coffers, and then how much we spend. Okay. Anything left over gets donated to kids food basket. And there you go. Now, for those of you asking on the live stream of the show, on Venmo, if you go to that spot with my real last name, at E-R-I-C-Z-E-I-T-U-N-I-A-N, that is Eric's Venmo. Fill it up with cash because we've got to double up on the amount of food that we have to buy this year. Uh, All right. I also have PayPal. Let me see here. What the hell? I suck so bad. I should have had this ready to go. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves. Have fun. You know, enjoy the day. Give me a second. I swear I can do this. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (gasps) Okay. At Eric Zane Show on PayPal. I cannot believe I struggled to remember that. At Eric Zane Show on PayPal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Every little bit helps. Um, in fact, Josh from the Meyer store that I uh, work with, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get a uh, estimate of how much this is going to cost so that we can have a goal. But for now, just throw as much money as you can at it so we can help feed these people in time for Christmas. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so I'm going to kick you all out. Thank you again for being here. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. You can always uh, email me, eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. That is the uh, most assured way that I will see your message if you send it on email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I know it's old school way of doing it, but that is the way I do it. That is the way I do it. Okay, so let's say you're a mom, you're a dad, and you got uh, seventh graders You have a seventh grader that goes to a school and then can you imagine the gossip, the unbelievable story that you have on your hands when you find out that the seventh grade science teacher has, uh, is doing her own is a sex worker. She's doing home porno on OnlyFans. You know, I kind of think that we have had stories before of um, chicks doing, teachers doing OnlyFans. I I, I remember one in particular. And 
I don't know why. I, I, you know what? I, I can't actually tell you what my point of view was on that. Was I in the mood of she can do what she wants in her personal life? Or was I, well, no, you can't keep your teaching job. I'm not sure. But in this particular story, since I discovered it last night, uh, I have uh, uh, looked at some of the porno that this chick has made. And it's really, it's just ridiculous. Uh, because once you, it's ridiculous what's in my mind, because once you see the actual porno, you're like, well, God, no, no she can't be a teacher. I mean, every, and, and, and the word is out. Everybody knows she's doing it. There's no way in hell she can remain a teacher. She does her and her husband, who is a permanent substitute teacher in the same area of Arizona. They do home porno and put it up on OnlyFans. And she thought that she had it. What she did was she made like um, her OnlyFans not available to anyone in the state of Arizona. Okay. And she thought that that would be enough to keep to keep it under wraps. But not the case. The word did get out, and of course, it spread like wildfire. Audio check. Video check. Here you go school in Lake Havasu City. A teacher caught in compromising positions in her classroom. She was posting. Yeah, there you go. That's the thing I didn't tell you. She would she'd go to the classroom after hours and then her and her husband would like have sex on the kids' desks. And then some of these kids uh, like saw the videos and they're like, wait a minute, that's my desk. So the kid was at like showed up to school the next day with like dry jizz on his desk. Explicit content online and her students found it. Sarah Robinson spoke with parents and also tried to speak with that teacher involved in this. Sarah, what's the latest? Well, this all erupted when this teacher started promoting her explicit content and videos on her TikTok and Instagram accounts, which I'm told her students follow. Okay. So think about, think about this. She was keeping a low profile, doing the OnlyFans. But then she's like, hmm, I really want to boost my power. I think I'll just promote it on my TikTok and my Instagram. It's what? You asshole. Once students found these images, they were airdropped around the school. Now parents are fear. Of course, I cannot imagine how quickly that, because she was doing the old not safe for work images. And it, it wasn't, I mean, there are rules to TikTok and Instagram that you can't post explicit, but it was explicit enough. All you need is just one image or one even thought that Mrs. So-and-so is a little bit more than a science teacher. And holy crap, is that going to spread like wildfire? Curious with the teacher and the school district. She has no care knowing that these students have seen her everything. Now, uh, on the uh, uh, subreddit, on this chick's subreddit, she puts little snippets. I mean, and it's the, her uh, husband has, first of all, has a huge dog. All right. And in one of the videos, she's working that crank. And 
uh, his jizz is flying everywhere and it's like hitting her all over the face and in her hair and she's like oh yeah she's totally into it so this is anybody can see that Uh, i was laying in bed with diana i go look at this check it out and on students' desks. A teacher at Thunderbolt Middle School reportedly caught in a scandal, one that's horrifying both parents and students. Now was one of my friend's daughter's desks, and she is just mortified over <laughs> the situation. She's just like, that is my desk. The teacher has an online account where students found her pornographic content, which appears to be filmed in her eighth grade classroom. She was sharing these links to her sex site on her social media accounts, which are public, which children follow her. Christina, wow. Rutter, a mom. So she absolutely outed herself. At the school, says she found the teacher's explicit content. And it says, Who wants to be my next teacher's pet? Oh. Um, wearing her school t shirt. She uses her. Wearing her school t shirt. Oh my God. There was one clip, because uh, they're right. This is anybody could look at this. There was one with her getting uh, just dressed normally, and it said, getting ready for parent-teachers conferences. I love these DILFs. Uh, every one of them will make me wet, or some, some ridiculous statement like that. Her school photo that was taken for the yearbook. On- now, I know a lot of you are like, hey, we want to see her. Don't worry, you will. Only and she looks like uh, 10 miles of bad road. There have been no charges filed at the Lake Havasu Police Department, but even if it's not exactly criminal, parents are disgusted. Our kids shouldn't have been exposed to this. I'm absolutely outraged. I'm a taxpayer and I'm not paying these teachers to film pornography. <laughs> I, they're being paid to teach our kids and set oh, higher standards for God. them. The parents also upset with how Lake Havasu Unified School District handled the incident. They received they need a, you know, like when there's a school shooting, they like rip the school down and just start all over. I bet you some of these people are like, yeah, we're not going back in there. No way. Received a message saying it has come to the kids are like, we would rather have a school shooting than this happen to our attention that students have been. Air- I can't even get behind that. Sorry. Airdropping explicit material. The images did not happen during the school day and the person depicted no longer works for LHUSD. Please remove all images from your child's phone and talk with them about the appropriate use oh. of technology. No, you got the dad's going, let me see, let me see. Any child who is normal, when they see a picture like that of their teacher, would share that picture. That's a normal response yes. to, uh, to, <laughs> to the information you receive as a child. It's gossip. It's tea. You got a teacher getting plowed in the classroom by the substitute teacher who has a massive dog. I also reached out to the teacher. I'm calling to speak with Miss. She did not want to comment. Now, the moms I spoke with said they also received an email that her husband, who works at an elementary school in that same district, was also fired. He did appear in some of the material filmed at their home. No, he didn't. His penis did. We also reached out to the school district. They did not want to comment at this time. Live in the newsroom, Sarah Robinson, back to you guys. Okay. This is the chick. She goes by Chloe Carter as her stage name. That is not her real name. Uh, 
Samantha Peer. Uh, I said seventh grade. It's eighth grade science teacher. Um, and the husband are done. Uh, some of the comments on this video that I'm about to play for you, which is Chloe Carter's or Samantha Peer's statement about all this. One of them says the real, the real sad part here is that she's 28 and looks like this. Oh no. Okay. Um, and by the way, the way she looks right now, she looks better in this image than she does in any of the videos that Diana and I watched last night. Diana didn't watch them. I was just, I kind of just clicked on them because I know that somehow it's going to get back to her. I clicked on and I was like, Oh my God. I mean, the spunk was flying everywhere. It was ridiculous. This chick, this is, that's her thing. Okay. You know, like when you would turn on PBS and you see Bob Ross with like an easel, not an easel, uh, a palette full of like different paints. That's her face. So just letting you know, like if you were to look up, Chloe Carter, K-H-L-O-E-K-A-R-T-E-R. You will see a long list of highlights. This is very easy to track down because this idiot decided she wanted to promote herself. She went out of her way to make the OnlyFans not available for anybody to see and then outed herself on the platforms that the kids follow, uh, her oh my god this is her statement hello my name is samantha peer or some of you might know me by my alias chloe carter i was an employee at thunderbolt for i think she's got that disease that michael jackson has uh what is it called uh vertigo what is it begins with a v your skin changes color dramatically. I think she's got that. What the fuck is that? It's not called vertigo. That makes you dizzy. Alopecia? I thought it began with a V. Oh, vitiligo or some shit like that. That's it. I don't know, but she's got something going on. That's kind of weird. For five years. Either that or that's from like excessive jizz uh, pooling on her face. And within this time, although my experience and evaluation showed that I had become a master science specialist and teacher, my salary did not increase. Okay. In this time period, I had to continue. She's she's going out of her way to describe look at that frozen look of her face. Um, how she, uh, I, yeah, I'm a master science teacher, but uh, I didn't make any money. Now, someone else uh, pointed out that her salary was $63,000 a year. And not sure what the husband made as a full-time sub. But, you know, for nine months out of the year, you got to figure that these two are north of 90000 a year. Uh, for the three months that you have off, you could easily make over $100,000 a year, which is, you're not wealthy, but you're, you may, you're making more money than half the population, 44% of the population makes about 
$50,000 a year. Picking up extra stipends in order to make ends meet, such as co-advisor to yearbook club, STEM club advisor. And if you just kept your mouth shut, you could have uh, done your OnlyFans thing and no one would have known about it. You could have done that year round. And if you weren't stupid about it. I was mentoring a group of four uncertified new teachers and was going to coach softball in the spring. It got to a point. Okay, she's just detailing what she has to do to make ends meet. Where our family was not able to survive on our two teacher incomes. That's a lie. That's just bullshit. You're you're spending too much money. My children are the most important thing to me, and I'm already spending countless hours outside of my contract time on extra school activities, and I don't think it's fair that I have to sacrifice my own children's time because our professional salary did not pay enough. Her head's too big for that little body of hers. Arizona is currently ranked 50th state as lowest paid teacher salary. I created a content at the beginning of the summer in order to earn extra money on the side to help pay for our basic necessities that our salaries were no longer meeting. I chose an anonymous name as well as blocking the entire state of Arizona on my OnlyFans so that it wasn't accessible to anyone living in the state. It was brought to my attention on October 24th that a community member had expressed concerns to the police and my school regarding video content. You kept the key part out. You should have said, uh, the day before that, I promoted it on my social media that I was getting plowed. At this time, I was placed on paid administrative leave and probation pending investigation. Two days later, I can hear kids screaming in the background. I had asked that an individual that was assigned to my case be removed because they had created a hostile work environment between me and other coworkers for several years during my employment. I did not feel safe with translation retaliation them knowing this information and I felt that they would spread it in retaliation for their own personal vendetta. On October 31st, I decided to resign from Lake Havasu Unified School District under pressure. However, I was not fired. The superintendent ensured me that only her, the individual that was removed from my case and my own family were aware of the situation and content and told me that if I had resigned before the board meeting on Monday, October 31st, um, the school would not publicize what was going on. On November 2nd, my husband was put on paid administrative leave because faculty reported pictures of myself that were being spread amongst other teachers. The following Friday, November 4th, on the images on Reddit, it, it, it'll be like the uh, topic is uh, uh, daddy gives me a face full and shit like that. I mean, it's, and then you, you click on it. It says NSFW 18 plus you click on it and you can't even see her eyes. Fourth, my husband was terminated from the elementary school because he is classified as a long-term sub and he has an at-will contract. The superintendent stated he can be let go for no reason at all. It wasn't until Sunday, November 6th, when I had not been a teacher for the school district for six days, that my social media use for advertising became viral. November 6th was the first day that previous students and community members began following my alias account. Other school teachers were notified of the site and they began to spread it amongst themselves. As they should. 
As they absolutely should. Those teachers also were telling students my anonymous name and showing them my page. This was also sent to the parents, and they decided to do the same thing as well. They were sharing my anonymous name and content page with their children and allowing them to comment and follow on my accounts, although they are specifically labeled as not safe for work, 18 plus only. Students were never aware of my... I can't imagine that. If the, if the parents are like, hey, let's take a look at, Miss, uh, at uh, Mrs. Peer and see what she's doing. I, 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 if that really happened, I would be shocked. If a parent said, let's, let's go look. You got a, a, an eighth grade student and the, and the mom and dad are like, yeah, look at this. Uh, Mrs. Peer's face looks like a toaster strudel social medias nor did they follow me until after i had resigned from the district on october i don't know if i could look someone in the face uh if i knew they did porno you know like publicized porno and anyone can say or if i had seen it like if any of you audience members man or woman uh had images with glaze all over your face and you were in that and it was like yeah hey look at me i'm the tarantula farmer you know i don't i don't know if i could ever talk to you again i think that it, it's just it it uh it's too much for my brain to even comprehend it and i don't know why i went with mitch the poor tarantula farmer with that example for 31st and went locally viral on november 6th it wasn't until November 9th that these links were available on my personal social medias due to state news coverage. Oh. Parents are still allowing their students to follow, contact, harass, and intimidate me. These parents are posting my personal address online and threatening to show my under, underage children revenge porn. Wow. Boy, no, I, that, that would be too much, obviously, if, if that's true. And I, and I have no reason to think that she's lying. If people are, like, trying to... Uh, you know, uh, affect her in that way. I, I, I don't like any of that either. I think that what ultimately needs to happen here is uh, Mrs. Peer is not a teacher anymore. And because of this wild, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, publicity, she probably will be able to um, do the only fan, do the, be a sex worker for the rest of her life. If you want, I'm guessing that that well will not run dry, just like your face will never be dry. Because, like I said, she's super, um, okay, what she lacks in appearance, all right, that is, like, her. Like, that is, to me, some people like her face. To me, she looks like an alien. I do not find this woman attractive in any way, all right? It's like God had a few extra body parts, and he put together Mrs. Peer, um, but there are people that are into this type of porno with ugly chicks. So, you know, and what she, I'll give her this, what she lacks in appearance, she makes up for in sheer madness and aggression when it comes to um, liquid on her face. So being that there's, uh, as of today, 8 billion people in the world, and that's true, the 8th billion eight billionth person was born today um you're gonna be you're gonna be okay all right it's it's all right are now going to public places such as my gym and threatening to cancel the oh, yeah. <laughs> 
people are are going the extra mile to get her to like get her out of the community now my under underage children revenge porn community members are now going to public places such as my gym and threatening to cancel the membership because their children also go there the gym owner owner chose to terminate my membership ah. although i had been a member for four years because other juvenile members were harassing me by taking my picture and videotaping me while i was trying to work out as they should that's what they do they're they're kids you did this you're just gonna have to live with it you know if you were smart You'd go up to them and and say, hey, when you're 18, give me a call. I'll put you in my video. You know, these are all, you, you got to just roll with it. The video that was created and advertised was made after contract hours on the weekend. No mind. Talking about in the school. Nurse were ever present or involved in, in the videos. I am already paying the consequence by losing my teaching certificate. She's got those weird dead eyes going too. As well as losing the job that I loved most. I thoroughly enjoyed working with my coworkers, teaching my students science, and it brought joy to me every day. Looking back at the situation, I wholly regret creating the video in the classroom after school hours. But I felt trapped in my financial situation, and I felt this was the only way that my family would be able to survive. No, it's the easiest thing you you could do. Come on now. You didn't put any effort into that. However, I do not believe that my name should be smeared throughout the community when I made one mistake that... No, it should. You, you, you had sex on kids' desks in a classroom. Your name should absolutely be smeared throughout the community. Didn't affect anybody. It should be smeared throughout the community, just like your husband's semen was smeared on your face. Buddy, until other adults begin. No, no, I, actually, I don't believe that. Um, I think she, she she's a treasure. She this woman is an. She needs to be protected because of all of this nonsense. Is one of the most hilarious things you're going to hear. And allowing children access to my content. It has been quite concerning to me that parents are continuing to allow their children to comment, harass me and my family, and threaten myself as well as others connected to my social media, as well as follow pages that they knew themselves are not appropriate for minors. Well, you know, there, there, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, strong takeaways here, and not a lot of which are negative. Her OnlyFans page is going to take off. She doesn't need to teach anymore. Now, I know she loves teaching. Maybe one day down the road. Um, so there's that. And then uh, the other side of it is it's a very publicized story, and it's a lesson. The lesson is out there about what will happen to teachers who do shit like this. Parents don't like that, you know? And, uh, and, and it also is a word about how you need to, um, maybe not publicize it on your social media. This all could have been avoided. My God. Comment. Kenny writes the fact that she did that in the classroom is just ridiculous. And she, uh, should have known better. Uh, if, she, uh, Amy says, if she hadn't done that, then it wouldn't matter. Mm, I don't know about that. You know how, how parents are. I mean, it, uh, to me, in my opinion, excuse me, once this gets out to 
the students and the faculty and the parents, it's you're, you're done. You know, what a, what an unbelievable distraction. If you're a, uh, a, a student and it's just so much weirdness there to me, but I'm old. So I don't know, maybe you younger parents don't have a problem with that, but I think back to when I was that age and, uh, you know, you didn't know shit about your teachers. You know, everything was a mystery. Mrs. Petrosella, who was the only one that was worth looking at, but I swear in my mind now, she was like 45. Young teachers did not exist. Okay. That is because uh, superintendents and principals back in the 70s knew that whorish behavior by both male and female teachers could happen. So they would go out of their way way to hire old, bad-smelling, ugly people. Okay? And then uh, when Mrs. Petrosella, my math teacher, came up, and uh, I could smell cigarettes. And, I, I, uh, and you didn't dare ask, are you... Do you smoke, Mrs. Petrosella? What what a what a ridiculous question to ask. They would they would fucking hit you. It would be terrible. None of that shit. Nowadays, in this scenario, because some of you younger parents let all this slide, it would be acceptable for a student to say, Mrs. Petrosella, did you eat a hot load last night? My God. Uh, the point is being made that even little Eric had an old lady fetish. Yeah, Mrs. Petrosella. Oh, my God. Kind of a babe. And then her husband, that motherfucker. He was the drafting teacher. Architecture. Uh, and, uh, man, he got pissed off at me. And, uh, and I did not do it. I had nothing to do with it. Uh, John Javery, who sat behind me. You take a paper clip and make it into like a, uh, a capital C and you tie a rubber band on each of the prongs. You wad up a paper, a piece of paper. And you, you make it like a, a strip and then you bend it over the little rubber band and you pull it back and ping, you let that fucker go and it flies 8 million miles an hour. And dumb shit, Javery missed me and it hit Mr. Petrosella in the tit. Now, this guy was a cool customer. He acted like he didn't notice. He did not react, but he was on the case. A few minutes later, he started to wander around the room. I walked up to the desk and retrieved the projectile and put it in my little open end of the desk. So if you were walking behind me, it was an open space and it's sitting right there. I have now gotten the evidence and put it on me, even though I did not do it. Why I went up there, I'm not sure. I think I wanted the projectile to keep it so that he wouldn't go get it. 
Or maybe I was covering for him. I don't know. All I know is the next thing I feel is a vice-like grip on my neck, the back of my neck. It's Mr. Petrosella. And he grabs the thing and goes, what's this? I go, oh, no, I'm dead. I framed myself. Javery goes, Mr. Petrosella, he takes the heat. He goes, that was mine. I shot it. This is seventh or eighth grade. I shot it at Eric. So I'm thinking, I'm off the hook. Petrosella goes, both of you in the hall. Now, he wasn't going out there to tell us how he finger bangs his hot math teacher wife. Oh, no. He threw us against the lockers like we left the ground. Grab me. Bam! Javery. Bam! Oh, no. Uh, 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 you know, grabbed us, pinned us up against mad finger. You, you know, yelling and screaming. I get back in there. I went back, went home, uh, told dad. And that was it. Now, dad was not living at home at the time. Mom and dad were split. Dad shows up to school the next day for the meeting that he called with Mr. Callahan, the vice principal, and John Javery. Not John Javery. Uh, Mr. Petrosella. And man, my dad got up in his face. You like touching my kid? Well, I'm going to touch you. <laughs> Grabs the fucker's sweater vest, pulls it up, pushes him against the wall. He goes, you touch my kid again. I swear to God, I'll break your fucking face. And, and, uh, so, uh, this ends, we leave the office, Petrosella comes out and remember that scene in, uh, uh, Beverly Hills cop when Bogomil calls Taggart into the office after he punches Axel Foley. That's what happened. Bogomel tells Taggart, you go apologize. You do want to, do you want to press charges? You know, he's got, he comes, I apologize. I was my, that's what Petrosella did to me. Incredible. All right. Kenny says, you got to ask your dad if he remembers doing that tomorrow. Oh, he remembers. Um, tomorrow's weird on the show. Because, like, I've got an 11 a.m. hockey game. So, there is, uh, I don't think we'll actually be able to do Dear Meathead tomorrow. Because I need to be done uh, doing what I'm doing. Doing what I'm doing. Uh, Let me think. If I'm done by 9. Well, anyway. I can't even put together what I'm going to do today, but, uh, I'll do my best. I have to uh, do some math in my head on various where I need to be and when, but, uh, this is a funky week because I got basketball tonight and I have hockey tomorrow morning. Um, uh, no, 
Just do a nighttime Patreon. No, I don't, I don't want to do that. Nighttime is time to uh, relax. I don't like to... There's only so many hours in the day. Uh, the question, why is there an 11 a.m. hockey game? Well, every game, there is a For the Kids matinee. And it is Wednesday. That's why. That's what's going on. All right. So, uh... School teacher porno. Speaking of Patreon, I have smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. Today with Dale. Looking forward to that. Patreon, where you get uh, every day a bonus podcast. Most days. Some days it just doesn't happen. Very rarely. But uh, I uh, put up 11 separate shows each week on the Patreon. Most weeks. Uh, Last week it was nine. Uh, They include the daily Patreon bonus podcast. Monday and Friday, the lost Zane recordings from my radio show on BBL. Tuesday, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. Thursdays, the insane asylum, sometimes Fridays. Uh, The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And who are these Zanes? Where we listen to old cassette recordings of your old pal Eric Zane from various radio jobs, Ben and I, and we just laugh and laugh at how terrible they are. Oh, my God. And I keep getting the message, these got to be longer. These got to be longer. I know, I know. I would love to. I would love to, but there is just so many hours, and the, there's only so many hours in the day that I can do this. You would You would be surprised at what goes on to make all of this happen and the, and how thin I am stretched and getting podcasting done. And some, there are some days that I'm producing four hours of content a day. All right. And then when you take that and then all of the work that you don't know about the boring shit after to actually push it out to the world is like, Oh my God, you add that with, um, uh, uh, all my side gigs and home life and scrubbing of assholes and taking care of dogs. It's a full-time job. No complaints for me. No complaints for me. But it does get to a point where it's like, yeah, I can't be devoting 14 hours a day to all of this. I've got to have time where I can decompress and, you know, take a dump here and there. Speaking of that, uh, I don't have to, but uh, I do need to go tinkle. Okay? Thank you for your patience. Uh, I will be right back. Cried yesterday. I'll tell you why in a second. Um, I Wait, I was talking about the Patreon. Five or ten bucks a month, please. Sign up for Patreon. means a lot. It is powered by dollars and cents, not sponsors. Thank you. <clears throat> the open and live stream brought to you by Gift of Life Michigan. Uh, if you are within the state of Michigan, go to golm.org. Golm.org. Fill out the form. You are then um, a donor of your organs in the unlikely event that something happens to you. If you are out of the state of Michigan, go to registerme.org. Thank you for supporting the show gift of life, Michigan, uh, the managed it service provider. Damn it. 
for the show is uh, Blue Frost IT. Uh, Alan from Blue Frost IT, as my uh, IT guy, got a warning that my hard drive had 10% of li- uh, not life of space in it. Uh, I got to check that out. Okay, he did. He goes, yeah, you've got 10 plus thousand, 10,000 plus temporary files that needed to be deleted. Like three quarters of my space was that. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I don't know. I don't tell it to save. I don't, I don't. He's like, oh my God. Anyway, your small or medium-sized business may need a managed IT service provider. Someone to watch over your stuff in the event something goes wrong. This makes it so that you have boots on the ground ready to go to help you out. Blue Frost IT. They also do project work. So if your small or medium-sized business needs an upgrade, get a complimentary consultation from Blue Frost IT about the tech you will need for your business. This prevents you from buying too much, too little, or the wrong stuff. Blue Frost IT. The car dealer of choice is Sarah Honda Granville. And that's S-E-R-R-A, hondagranville.com. The number one Honda volume dealer in the entire state. All right. They just, uh, thank you to Thad Bond over there. Great guy. Uh, He just agreed to another quarter of marketing on the show. I appreciate that. And I just posted to Facebook a new showing it off video with Brian from Sarah Honda Granville about the 2023 CRV, which looks like a tremendous vehicle. Uh, SarahHondaGranville.com. Go there and test drive a new Honda today. They also have Michigan's largest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. So, Go to the lot and check it out. What's online changes quite rapidly. So sometimes that's a little, you're like, oh, I like that. Uh, it's gone. So there you go. Sarah Honda Granville all at one spot on Kenowa, just to the north of 44th Street in Granville, Michigan. Uh, yesterday, I happened to be looking at the lyrics to Bob Carlisle's Butterfly Kisses. Now this has been 18 years in the making. And I have to wall myself off right now, prepare myself so that I don't start crying right now. And I say that with uh, no degree of silliness, absolute seriousness. It is the 15th of November. On the 19th of November, I will be giving away my daughter. My oldest daughter of the two. My first daughter. Okay. When my daughter was, uh, uh, she was seven years old, we went to the father-daughter dance at Pinewood Elementary School. The year was 2004. First year living in West Michigan. And uh, we live right down the street from that school at the time. And, uh, Daddy, I want to go to the father-daughter dance. Well, that sounds good. They played this song. And she, uh, 
stood on my toes and we danced a slow dance. You know, father-daughter dance. All the dads out there were all in the same boat. You know, daddy-daughter dance. You get your nice picture taken with your daughter at that. And she said, Dad, when I get married, I'm going to play this song. And it got to me then. I've even talked about this way back when I was in the radio. This exact song. This is the, uh, the equivalent to Harry Chapin's Cats in the Cradle, which is about my boy was just like me. You know, the, the kid grows up. This is the female equivalent of that. It's a devastating, evil song is what this is. This ruins people. I'm guessing that there have been suicides over this. It just destroys people. It destroys me. Okay. So now I am four days away from this moment that I was warned of by my seven-year-old in the year. Wait a minute. No. Yeah. Seven-year-old in the year 2004. Been, uh, you know, waiting and it's happening. That's incredible to think about, but that actually happened. And it seems like as Bob Seger would say, it seems like, seems like yesterday, but it was long ago. So I'm looking over the lyrics to the song yesterday. The first verse. I made it through and it, uh, the way he wrote it is it's when the child is born. Okay, now I feel a little weak, but I'm okay right now. I might cry right now. I'm not even kidding you. It's very vulnerable for me. Uh, okay, so you're like, eh, boy, I've never heard of this song. Well, the, the point of the song is, um, this is terrible. For butterfly kisses after bedtime prayer, sticking little f- white flowers all up in her hair, walk beside the pony daddy, it's my first ride. I know the cake looks funny, daddy, but I sure tried. The kid made a cake for dad, and it's shit, you know? I mean, Jackie actually did that. She wasn't a cake, though. I used to uh, get up for work, and uh, I had to take my lunch, so she decided to make me, because she watched Spon- SpongeBob, a Krabby Patty. Daddy, I'm going to make you a Krabby Patty. You take it to work for lunch and eat it. I go, ah. And I did. I actually ate it. It tastes like fuck. She'd get like the bread and she'd put uh, mayonnaise and axle grease and pickles and uh, crack a, a raw egg and put the bread on it and then put it in a bag. And then I have to take it to work and eat the shit. And then uh, in the chorus, this is the chorus. Oh, with all that I've done wrong, I must have done something right to deserve a hug every morning and butterfly kisses at night. Okay. Yesterday, I processed that. Okay. Next verse. The child is 16. We go from birth, where in that opening verse, it reads, there's two things I know for sure. She was sent from heaven, and she's daddy's little girl. As I drop to my knees by her bed at night, she talks to Jesus, and I close my eyes or saying prayers. And I thank God for all of the joy in my life. Oh, but most of all, for butterfly kisses after bedtime prayer. Okay. Verse 2. Sweet 16 today, 
She looks like her mama a little more every day. And that's true. Jackie's spitting image of her mother. One part woman, the other part girl to perfume and makeup from ribbons and curls, trying her wings out in a great big world. But I remember, oh my God, butterfly kisses after bedtime prayer, sticking little white flowers all up in her hair. You know how much I love you, daddy, but if you don't mind, I'm only going to kiss you on the cheek this time. The daughter is like, yeah, dad, that's kind of creepy. And I, I appreciate that. I don't even do full frontal hugs. These kids try to give me, my daughters try to give me full frontal hugs. I'm like, get the fuck away from me. Are you crazy? Oh, with all that I've done wrong, I must have done something right to deserve her love every morning and butterfly kisses at night. Okay, now we're getting into the crucial period of time here. Oh my God. Okay, keep it together. Just keep thinking horrible thoughts. My blood pressure is going up. All the precious time. Oh, like the wind, the years go by. Precious butterflies, spread your wings and fly. This is the break. You know, change in tempo. Boom. Some call it a coda, I believe. And this is where the rubber meets the road. The daughter is getting married in the song. She'll change her name today. She'll make a promise and I'll give her away. Standing in the bride room, just staring at her. She asked me what I'm thinking and I said, I'm not sure. Power through Eric. I just feel like I'm losing my baby girl. And she leaned over, gave me butterfly kisses with her mama there. Sticking little white flowers all up in her hair. Walk me down the aisle, daddy. It's just about time. Keep it together. Think bad thoughts. Does my wedding, think about the lines. Does my wedding gown look pretty, daddy? Daddy, don't cry. Oh, with all that I've done wrong, I must have done something right. I deserve her love every morning. And butterfly kisses. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I couldn't ask God for more. Man, this is what love is. I know I got to let her go, but I'll always remember every hug in the morning. And butterfly kisses. I did it. It's over. Fuck this song. Oh. It's a very, very difficult time. Precarious. Breathe in. Breathe out. It's over. How the hell am I going to get through that? So when I got to, she'll change her name today. I was reading that Diana's taking, laying down, taking, uh, she was resting after work. She's looking at her phone and all of a sudden she hears. <laughs> oh, honey, are you crying? Yeah, fucking shit. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh my God. In order to get through this just now, I just had to kind of like act like an asshole. I don't know what's going to happen, man. This is going to be, this is going to be ugly. This is going to be snot filled tears. Horrible. Ugh. You'll be snotting in Jackie's hair by verse two. Uh, Amanda says this is the cheesiest fucking song to play at a wedding. Worse than the chicken dance. I don't know, man. Uh, Kenny, her future lover, 
is upset at her for the, I don't know why it still says intermission, is upset at Amanda for voicing how much she hates this song. So the song is huge in the, in the, in the lay, in the, in the, in the, in the Z house universe. It really is. So, um, yeah, there's been some fighting going on between these two future lovers, uh, Kenny and Amanda, who I understand for their Christmas card, these two are going to get on a couple of mini bikes and reenact those two guys who um, set the Guinness World Book of World Records for fattest twins. And I think that'll be charming. I think that'll be cute. You two get together. Uh, we'll snap the picture wearing the cowboy hats on the mini bikes, reenact it, and then you guys have sex. Quit acting like you guys don't bone. All right? It's going to happen. And if you don't get to it soon, you're both going to be old and withered. All right. Butterfly kisses is going to be massive. And the bride has said that is, it's like, she's like, it's like, dad, I, I just want to make you cry. And that's, what's going to happen. You know, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's going to be, uh, uh, exhausting to try to keep that in check. And I, you know, oh God. Thank you to Frank Fuss. Do not explore healthcare.gov during open enrollment alone. What Frank does for you is free. Here's the type of uh, scenario where healthcare.gov or Obamacare uh, would be something you would explore. You are in between jobs, okay? Let's say in some crazy fantasy world, uh, your boss found out that you punch chicks in the face. And the boss said, um, we can't have it out there that you like to punch chicks in the face, fictitious person. Thus, you may you must be released from your duties. I want you to sign this NDA and we're going to give you a whole bunch of money to go away quietly. Do you agree, fictitious soul, in this completely hypothetical made-up scenario? Yes, I agree. Well, you still need coverage. So, call Frank Fuss. Though you're a scumbag in that hypothetical scenario, you are still entitled to insurance. 616, wouldn't that be a a strange turn of events? 616-914-4070. So if you're, my point is if you're in between jobs or if your employer does not offer insurance or you are self-employed, you own your own business, you need insurance for you and your family. Uh, Quit going without insurance. Get your uh, insurance policy through the marketplace. But don't do it alone. Have Frank do it for you for free. 616-914-4070.
When you get a hold of Frank, mention my name. And Frank is easily one of the biggest pains in the ass on the planet when it comes to this. Hey, I haven't heard from any of your listeners. I'm going to fire you. And it's like, dude. Frank, ad marketing is sometimes it's a windfall. Sometimes it's a trickle. Sometimes it's nothing at all. It's when the need meets the message. Okay, don't pull out. Your pullout game cannot be good here. Uh, so if you're an audience member and thinking about been uh, putting off reaching out to Frank, do it to shut him up. 616-914-4070. Call him, mention my name, off you go. When you call or text, he's going to send you a link. That's... Uh, the link to buyinsurancehere.com where you basically, it's a it's an appointment form. Pick the date, pick the time, pick the location, pick whether it's a phone call, pick whether it's Zoom, it's all there. Comedy each and every week at one of the many Full House Comedy venues. Just go to fullhousecomedy.com for details. Who is on the way? Who is in town? Let's see. Ooh, the multi-talented Brianna Blackburn is going to be at Amore Trattoria Italiana. That is on Friday, November 25th. And then on Saturday, November 26th, Brianna will be at Howard City Lanes. Excuse me. Annie Letterman will be at the Park Theater. On December 1st and 2nd. Uh, I screwed up. That first show I mentioned, Brianna Blackburn, uh, is the weekend of November 25th. Nothing going on this weekend. Uh, Okay. Uh, Ooh. Froenthal Theater. uh, It's called uh, Hipprov. Hypnosis Improv. That sounds like fun. Featuring Colin Mockery, who is extremely funny. Hypnotism is a freaking kick in the face. I don't know how to explain that, but I've seen it work and I've been hypnotized once and it was fantastic. All shows fullhousecomedy.com. A&E, heating and cooling, 616-516-8579. It's cold out. Furnace is running. If you haven't yet had it tuned and cleaned, it's running at far less than peak efficiency. It's dirty. It's more susceptible to breakdown at the worst possible time. So wouldn't it be nice if you just spent the 79 bucks, had the ultra-handsome Joe Martinez show up at your place, and um, tune that thing up, clean it for you. All the sensors and wires and shit that's inside when you pull that stupid panel off and take a look at it. Like, I can't do this. 79 bucks is all it costs. Book it today at 616-516-8579. Today is the day where Donald Trump says, I'm back, bitches. Did you hear about that? He's made this big announcement. Donald Trump is going to, uh, he's at his mansion in Mar-a-Lago. He's going to show up there and he's going to say, ladies and gentlemen, I am running for 
president. Less than two years from now is the election. So let the circus begin today. However, however, there have been some developments. There's no secret that the lion's share of people that Trump supported and endorsed got the shit kicked out of them in the most recent election. Here in Michigan, this state is completely blue now. It is California of the Rust Belt. And all of the people that were running for key positions, Secretary of State, um, Attorney General, Governor, and many, many uh, House congressional seats were people that Trump endorsed. Who was the black guy in the third district of Grand Rapids? John Gibbs. I mean, that district hasn't been blue for 50 years. And they put Hillary Scolton in there in place of Gibbs. Gibbs beat Peter Meyer in the primary, who lost because he tried to impeach Trump. So they put Gibbs in, and then Trump said, I love Gibbs. Vote for Gibbs. He's a true leader. I love him, even though he's black. Vote for Gibbs. And then nobody voted for Gibbs. What the fuck? Uh, Matt, Matt, uh, what's his name? Matt DiGiorno ran for uh, attorney general. And Trump said, vote for DiGiorno. I love his pizza. He's going to be a great AG. I love him. I love Matt. Vote for Matt. He's incredible. Incredible AG. He's going to be great. The best. And then nobody voted for him. I voted for for uh, Nestle. I want you to vote for Christina Caramo. Christina Caramo's going to be a great Secretary of State. She's pro-life. I love pro-life, even though many women I know have gotten an abortion pro-life. She got her ass kicked. You got to vote for Tudor Dixon. She's hot. I love her. No. Everybody voted for Whitmer. Uh, Carrie Lake. Vote for Carrie Lake in Arizona. She's going to make a great governor. Yesterday it was announced Carrie Lake lost. Carrie Lake actually lost. Katie Hobbs beat her, who I have quickly become a fan of her. Look at her. What a babe. Beautiful smile, silver hair. I'm all about her. The glasses. She looks great. Perfect teeth. Oh, my God. Now, as you know, I thought that um, Lake was also extremely attractive, despite the hair. I'm normally not a fan of short hair. I love long hair. Oh, my God. Jesus. You put long hair on a dude, and he's going to be reasonably attractive to me. An ugly dude with long hair, it has I'm reasonably attracted to. But Carrie Lake, just a knockout. But her brain makes her disgusting. She's a sick bitch. And she lost the election to Katie Hobbs. Now, she is right away tweeting that the whole thing's rigged, of course, because that's what these election deniers do. They sit there and complain that uh, the whole thing is rigged. And look at, she's saying that right here. Arizonans know BS when they see it. And she barely lost. I think it was, uh, I don't know, 
It's, it's here somewhere. Like 50.4% to 49.5 or some shit. So she's, she's pitching that uh, the whole thing's rigged, you know? And then look at this, Liz Cheney. Um, Liz Cheney had done an ad campaign in Arizona saying, even though Liz Cheney is a Republican, Liz Cheney was telling Republicans to vote for the Democrat. And then on October 28th, as you see here, Carrie Lake wrote, thank you for your generous in-kind contribution to my campaign. Your recent television ad urging Arizonans not to vote for me is doing just the opposite. Our campaign donations are skyrocketing and our website nearly crashed from traffic as people rushed to learn about my plan to put Arizona first and join our historic political movement. In fact, my team tells me your commercials should add another 10 points to our lead, she wrote. I guess that's why they call the Cheney anti-endorsement the gift that keeps on giving. So Carrie Lake on October 28th was like, fuck you, you ugly bitch. Um, I, I, I'm glad you did that. Well, then she lost. So then tw- uh, Cheney tweeted uh, today. <laughs> ah, look at you're welcome at Carrie Lake. Oh, no. That's fucking great. Cat fight between these bitches. Oh my God, it's fantastic. So anyway, back to Trump. Today's the big day. But, uh, and did you see the deal where uh, Laura Trump, she's married to one of the boys. She's a daughter-in-law. She made a, they described it as a veiled threat against Ron DeSantis saying, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a good idea, Ron, if you ran in 2028? And some people are saying that that's a, uh, her way of threatening Ron DeSantis, who a lot of people feel that the Republicans, especially after the disaster of the midterm elections, have moved on from his old ass and that he should not run and that the way of the party is Ron. Okay, so we have a war inside of the war. Forget the war with the Democrats. The war with DeSantis is what is going to be intriguing right now. In fact, um, the primary states of New Hampshire and Iowa, I think Iowa is the first one during that whole sequence, you know, uh, In an Iowa caucus based survey, 48%, 48% of 508 Republican respondents said they would support DeSantis compared to 37% who said they'll support Trump. Oh, uh oh. However, 16% said we don't know yet. So if all 16% went Trump, obviously he would win that. The new poll indicates an 11-point swing for DeSantis among Iowa respondents. So they did this 
poll previously, like a different one. And uh, he's gone up 11 points since that. Uh, 52% of those surveyed in a similar poll published in August back Trump, while 37% voice support for DeSantis. Wait a minute. It's more than 11 point swing. If 37% now support, 37% now support Trump. Oh, I see. They're saying DeSantis went from 37% to 48%. That is the 11 point swing. But I think more telling is how it flipped. It was 52 to 37 Trump over DeSantis in August. Two months later, it's become 48% DeSantis, 37% Trump. That just shit goes to show you how quickly that can turn. Fuck. In New Hampshire, which is the state after Iowa that they do a uh, primary. 52% of 401 respondents said they'd vote for DeSantis. 37% said they'd vote for Trump. In August, they were tied. Now DeSantis has uh, that big of a lead, a 15% or a 15-point lead over him. In Florida, head-to-head matchup, 56% said they'd vote for Trump. 30 uh, uh, would vote for DeSantis. 30% Trump. Georgia, 55% DeSantis. 35% Trump. Oh, the natives are restless. Uh, Trump has recently unleashed verbal attacks against DeSantis, who obliterated Democratic challenger Charlie Chris in last week's gubernatorial election. DeSantis has refused to rule out a 2024 bid, even if Trump runs. The Club for Growth action polls were conducted from November 11th to November 13th. With a, That's what these polls are, Club for Action, or Club for Growth action. With a total of 1,044 respondents participating, the poll's margin of error was 4.4 percentage points. God, you know he's reading that same thing I just read to you. And he's livid with that. So today, he's probably, I wouldn't be surprised if he already starts to throw DeSantis under the buff. Buff is not the word. Bus is the word. All right. Very interesting. Holy shit. I love that. I love fighting. Get after it. Okay. Update on the Grant School Board where the kid decided it would be a nice gesture if on her mural that it, uh, occupies the hallway of the school to make it inclusive. One of the kids has a t-shirt with pink and white stripes 
That is a nod to the transgender community. Another kid has like leggings that are rainbow. Now, in general, it's made by a kid, so it looks like fuck. But it's perfect for a school, middle school hallway, you know? I mean, who gives a fuck? The kid made it. The kid tried. Yeah, It's not going to be a Van Gogh work of art. But the kid put a lot of time into it, and it's all about inclusivity. Now, the kid also is a fan of the stupid video game where one of the bad guys has like a, a monster face. And the kid said, I love this video game too, and this is reflective of things that I want to do. And they basically commissioned the kid to do it. So she's like, oh, I want to support all these great kids with all different colored faces and walks of life and, and the transgender kids and the gay kids and the black kids and the white kids and the and the athletes and the non-athletes. And, oh, it's so great. And I love this video game. And she puts in her little face because she's kind of a nerd of the video game face. Well, and of course, the adults there have ruined it. They've said this is demonic. Um, but we all know that they're not really concerned about the devil face. They're just using the devil face to say it, it all needs to go away because it's demonic, but really they hate the fact that the transgender and gay community is represented because this is Grant, Michigan. This is full of the shittiest white people on the planet. And again, I, I say this with no uh, hyperbole. I am surrounded by scum-sucking bigots who love to do nothing more but fuck with people because they're different. It's true. And then, you know what? That's everywhere. And that's what makes this world great. I can drive around and be entertained by guy with truck with eight flags that say fuck Biden and want to go beat up gay kids. To me, I'm like, that's what makes this country great. All We're surrounded. You can be the big loser that you are. And just walk amongst us, okay, with the normal people. Unfortunately, about 50% of the population is like that, so they think they're normal. But anyway, I digress. Um, they, they continue to fight about this. It's remarkable. Audio check, video check. Let's get into it. Mural with LGBTQ symbols continued in Grant tonight. Some parents pushed for the mural to be removed from the middle school. News aide Byron Tollefson was at tonight's Grant Public School Board meeting, and he joins us with what both sides are saying. Brian and Michelle, before... I wanted uh, uh, Byron to start wearing a transgender shirt. Yeah, he should do that. Parents, students in the greater community weighed in. The superintendent asked for both sides to be civil and listen with compassion. He says that's been far from the case in Grant over the last few weeks. Yeah, because in the last time we talked about this, you had some stupid, disgusting, fat, ugly MAGA bitch get up there. And she's like, this is another example of the indoctrination that's going on. This is uh, ev part of the evil cabal. I talked to Q last night in front of a bitch trying to brainwash our kids and to beat a bunch of queers. We are better than that. We collectively are better than that. No, they are not. You, uh, Superintendent Zuber, who 
you give them way too much credit. This is Grant, Michigan. These are all losers. It almost makes makes me want to cry when I hear about some of the things that have been said and some of the things that have done and this that's going on. We are better than that. Superintendent Brett Zuber asking for Grant Public Schools to set an example for its students, the state, and even the country. We're a public school. We're here for all students. All means all. There's no questions. We are here for all students. All means all. It started earlier this year when... Yeah, look how offensive that is. One kid holding her nose, another kid smiling, another kid smiling. I don't know what the fuck this is. Uh, A teddy bear. There's a frog. Hearts. There's a sign on it that says, stay healthy, everyone. So offensive. A Grant High School student, Evelyn Gonzalez, won a contest to decorate the middle school's Child and Adolescent Health Center. God, can you imagine at the Child and Adolescent Health Center, which is school nurse, she's so happy about being able to do this. And then it becomes complex after all of this work is done. And uh, she makes all of these illustrations And then all the fucking weirdo scumbags have to fuck it up. Evelyn created a mural showing kids wearing gay and transgender pride symbols. This is a public school where we say we support all kids. We need to be sure that we are doing that. Okay, this chick's going to get her ass kicked. You see this? Her right here? This chick? That look on her face? Ass kicking. This one right here? You're dead. This guy right here? He's going to kick her ass. And how about this one right here? A little side eye going. This dude's getting ready to fall asleep. Jesus. Evelyn's art teacher, Jill Keebler, defending her student tonight, calling the mural incredible and inclusive. Bingham was completely shocked and appalled at the behavior of some members of our community towards Evelyn. Some parents. She needs to name them. She needs to turn around and point. You, fat bitch one. You, fat bitch two. Want the mural painted over. The mural invites an animosity. Oh, fuck. Really? It does. It invites in animosity. And controversy. And this should have been known before it was ever even approved. Just by the nature of it. Some complain that what an asshole. Fuck that guy. Of a demon-like face that was drawn from a video game character. This should not be allowed in a young middle school's um, place of school where they come. This should not be allowed in a young middle school's place of school daily other residents saying there are more important issues to focus on let's focus on what needs to be done i'm a bus driver for grant there are so many issues in the morning and the afternoon let's focus on those yeah i mean let's be honest here um that's one of america's worst jobs you're on a bus all you want to do is get the kids there safely And every kid on there is fucking around. What she wants to say is, I need permission to be able to beat these kids. And I think she could. And asking the school board to make sure Evelyn's mural stays in Grant. I urge the board to show that you are rational and we are a community of acceptance. Yeah, I like this story, but I wish I heard more from those brain dead locals like we heard last time. Evelyn has since gotten an attorney who's working for free. He says they are considering removing the video game symbol, but no! nothing on the mural supporting the LGBTQ plus community. No, bullshit. Award-winning bullshit. Leave the, the demon face up there. In fact, do more. Uh, what was that movie where uh, uh, 
This is the end. Was it called This is the End? It was a comedy movie. Yeah, it was Seth Rogen, James Franco, and uh, and the devil comes to life, and he's got a big swinging dick. If I remember correctly, do this. Shalom. The devil ends up having sex with uh, Jonah Hill. They need. She needs to uh, uh, take that screenshot and put that on there. That would make this even better. No fucking way. I got this. I'll distract the thing. I'll run over there screaming and shit. That should give you enough time to get to the garage. I think it'll kill you. Maybe I deserve it. This isn't the scene when the guy when the the dick is, but it's still funny. I've been shitty my whole life, being selfish, only doing shit for me. Maybe it's only right that the last thing I do on this planet isn't for me. It's for you guys. Craig, you don't have to do that. Thank you very much, Craig. I appreciate that. You're spineless. I love you guys. You're my best friends. Real men, Craig. See you on the side. You're a real minch. Hey! Hey, go! Hey, go! Hey, go! You motherfucking motherfucker! Nobody scared of you, being a raccoon! Yeah, free your ass, bitch! Nobody scared of you! I'm Craig fucking Robbins! Yeah! I hope you like big dick, motherfucker! Because I'm about to fuck you raw! <laughs> Take your panties off! Oh! Fuck yeah! <laughs> What's happening? I forgot how funny this movie was. Holy shit, do you, do, do you guys realize what this means? That, that Craig was an angel this whole time? No, no, no it, it means no. we can still be saved. All right. I'll end up watching the whole movie if I sit through another second of that. Uh, anyway, that's what the kid should draw in there. Ryan says... Grant only has a population of 952. 948 of them are bigots. No, it's true. It's it's a shithole. Kenny says, was that Daryl from The Office? Dude, have you watched a movie? Craig Robinson is in every funny movie made. Come on. Was that Daryl from The Office? Well, that's I. I act. I feel bad for the kid, you know. But it's the old whatever won't kill her will make her stronger. She will be stronger. Thank you to M thirty seven hackers. What? Huh? That is 
the area's newest golf simulation metroplex. Uh, they are installing the golf simulators as we speak. M37 Hackers is going to be a destination for all of us to get together and play golf simulators. Now that's some golf that I can get behind. Truth be told, every time I've actually played golf on a golf course, I've had a good time. I think it's just, I always act like it's a huge, you know, it's because I don't have any damn time. But anyway, M37 Hackers is a fantastic, will be a fantastic place. They're uh, putting the finishing touches on it right now. This is a Jacob Bennett from Bennett Flooring Installation Business Venture with him and his lovely better half, Mrs. Jacob. And uh, when we are all set and done there, we're going to get together and have a party at M37 Hackers. You can find them online, M37 Hackers. Uh, and you can, in fact, I have, uh, if you go to Facebook and search M37 Hackers, you will find them online and be able to follow. So do that, please. You'll be hearing more about M37 Hackers as time passes. And we will be getting together there. Uh, nestled beautifully in the finest strip mall of Middleville, Michigan. M37 Hackers will be the place for you to spend time and enjoy the afternoon or the evening or the day playing golf indoors on a top-of-the-line, technologically superior simulator. M37 Hackers, especially during the winter months. Uh, hello to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Congratulations on the five five gold star award prestige awarded by the uh, mortgage industry as the finest performance in all of the land. Reach out to Mario today, 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Does not matter where you are in the audience, you can take advantage of this. There are some exceptions, South Carolina, uh, South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii, 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, whether it's your first mortgage, your 10th, a refi, get money out of your home to pay off credit card bills, you name it, they'll take care of you at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Please mention my name. And then batting cleanup today, the Kent County Health Department, accesskent.com slash health. Uh, thank you so much to them for allowing me to talk about their initiatives that uh, make things easy for you and I as we uh, go about our day-to-day lives. If you are in a spot where you are having trouble feeding the family, reach out to the Kent County Health Department at accesskent.com slash health. The phone number is right there. Call and say, do I qualify for WIC? And that's tough for some of you because you're like, oh, God, you know, I just feel bad that I have to do that. Don't. You pay into it your whole life with your taxes. Take advantage of it when you need to. See if you qualify. That way, a lot of the food each month is paid for. No questions asked if you qualify. Accesskent.com slash health. Also, find out more information about uh, immunizations for the little ones or for you if you're traveling abroad. Uh, Measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis, just to name a few. And anything else, you can even get a COVID shot there. Like your old pal Eric Zane. Now full of Five COVID vaccinations. Ah, makes me so happy. Makes me so happy. Uh, flu shots too. I mean, my God. 
Um, yeah, flu is about 50% effective, the flu shot. But still, you get that thing. You could uh, keep yourself from a lot of uh, pain and suffering and maybe something worse because flu does kill. And uh, you want to make sure that you're taken care of, especially when you're an old bastard like me. Okay, folks. Surprisingly, we are about out of time. I have more to talk about on the show on the Patreon bonus podcast. I'm going to discuss with you uh, the incident that happened to poor Jay Leno. Also, there's a, there was a trend. I don't know if it's still a trend, but I, I think this guy was trying to start a trend where the trend was somehow make your way um, like if you, can you picture a semi truck going down the road? You got the tractor where the guy drives and then the trailer, the long thing with all the shit inside tractor trailer. This guy thought it'd be great if he got on top of the trailer while it's rolling down the road, down the interstate stood up on it unbeknownst to the guy driving and shot video of himself dancing for his social media. Oh, boy. This happened in uh, Houston, Texas. We're going to get into that on the Patreon. Plus anything else that may happen between right this second to that. 10.30 Eastern Time, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia with Dale on Patreon. Sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. 11 bonus episodes a week on Patreon for 5 or 10 bucks a month. Yesterday's asshole of the day was the NFK for the shit incident, the pants incident. Oh. Still trying to distance myself from that. Traumatic. Now, every time we go to do the laundry, I'm going to look in the pants or the underwear. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, uh, uh, with trepidation, fear of what I might see. Jesus. Uh, okay. Asshole of the day today. More fallout from the NFK incident. Adam reached out with a funny text. Aaron had a great email. Uh, the school teacher and the porno. Uh, we have the political shit we talked about. Katie Hobbs wins the election. We talked about butterfly kisses. Oh, shit. I misspelled a word. I don't want to tell you what it is because it'll give it away. I have your asshole of the day. Your asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball is uh, the writer of uh, but writer performer of Butterfly Kisses, Dan Carlisle. You asshole! What the fuck, man? Yeah, if you make a song, I mean, well, what, is it your goal to make people cry when you write a song? 
What a terrible thing to do. Jesus. Grant Hillbillies, yeah, they, they should. I think they've already won it once. They could have earned it again. You know, but I'm going to go with Dan Carlisle today. All right, folks, thank you so much. I will talk to you down the road. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye.